Well, uh, you know, once a year we do what we're doing today. One time a year, we, uh, we're finishing up this series, Sunday Funday, talking about how lame the rest of our week is if we don't have an incredible Sunday, right? Amen? Amen. All right, I'm glad you're with me on that one. But this Sunday is something we do at the end of February, end of January, first of February every year. It's our Vision Sunday when we get to share with some of the cool things that happened last year, some of the cool things we have planned for this year. So I'm always excited about this Sunday. It's a great day uh, to talk about the good things that God's doing at South Point. And uh, if this is your first day here, this is a great day for you to be here too. So I'm going to jump right into it. If you have your orange bulletin in a minute, there's going to be a few things you can write down if you want. There's some notes in there. The announcements are in there, that kind of stuff, all the stuff going on at South Point. But let me, let me share with you a little bit about, let's, let's celebrate first before we jump into 2018. How about we celebrate a little bit of 2017? That'd be good. It's exciting to see 2017 and I'm going to connect the dots for, I'm going to talk first real quick about some of the projects that we finished last year, because we kind of always divide it up into projects and people. Let me, let me share with you. First of all, some of the things that we accomplished last year, some of the things that we're excited about, and then I'm going to connect the dots to some of the people. So last year, these are the five things that we listed that we wanted to accomplish last year, uh, pushing us a little bit. But what we what we said is we wanted uh, our Common Grounds Cafe to be open during the week. And uh, one of our ladies immediately when we talked about that last January, one of our ladies came to us and said, hey, that's what my degree is. I'm a stay at home mom. I want to do that. I want to lead that area. And immediately within about two weeks, we had Common Grounds up and running during the week. It, it was awesome. And I'm going to I'm going to further that for you in just a minute, but not right now. But I'm just, I'm just trying to give you some ideas of some of the good stuff that did happen last year. Also, we talked about having a Mother's Day out for the first time. We really wanted a Mother's Day out. Now, let me tell you that this was a touchy subject when we went to talk to our leadership team, our board about it, because years ago, South Point had a K through 12th grade school that became very burdensome the last decade or so. So there's lots of great feelings about schools at churches, if you know what I'm talking about. So as we vision casted for Mother's Day out, there was, uh, there was a lot of concern about that. And so it's an incredible thing. I really want to bring that up. It's an incredible thing to see not only did we start Mother's Day out and it go great, but it grew way past what we thought it was going to. We had to hire new teachers, open different new rooms, all that. And it's just been a, it's been a phenomenal thing. Um, with Mother's Day out, one of the things that we wanted to do to add to Mother's Day out and to our SP kids on Sunday was our kids playground. And uh, if you look over on the other side of that room over there, you'll see that we, uh, we bought, paid for, had installed our first stage one of our kids playground and our kids love it. Isn't that right? Your kids rip the knees out of their pants too. They get dirty every time. I don't think I had like real jeans, real pants until I was about 15 because my parents would buy them for me. I'd rip the knees out and then I'd have shorts. That's why, that's why mom did that. I'm not buying any more pants, just made shorts. And uh, I love to go out there and watch the kids do that. But I'm constantly thinking now as a parent, I'm like, oh, they're thrashing those clothes. They're they're loving it out there, but that was a big thing for us. We wanted to really invest in our kids' area, which leads me to the, the two things that we didn't complete last year, but still very excited about. One, we wanted to create a basketball area, a basketball court outside with lights and goals and all that kind of stuff for our teenagers um, to play and hang, have a place to hang out on Wednesday nights and play, but also so that you could come to your church, your church facilities and hang out on Wednesday, I mean, during the week and, and play basketball. 
And we, uh, we have raised more than two-thirds of the finances for that. I'm going to share with you a little bit more in, in a little bit, but we're getting there. And then the last thing that we did not do, but I'm very excited about this year completing it, is our uh, remodel of our SP Kids, which is our kids area over here. We have an auditorium for the kids on that end. And if you've been in that auditorium, it's a great auditorium. But right now it is war slick. How many of you know kids will do that to a room? Yeah, that's what we built it for, though. That's why it doesn't have a lot of glass in there. Uh, it's a lot of nets and walls and that kind of stuff where they can have a lot of fun. Uh, they kicked out a few ceiling tiles. I went in there last week, I noticed, but they're having a blast in there. And uh, it's just been a long time since it's been remodeled. That Right now, there's a stage in there, uh, a couple of walls, and we want to take all that out. This year, we're hoping that that will be uh, something that we accomplish. But let me, before I jump into this year, let me just connect the dots with a few of the things that I mentioned, okay? And, and tie those into why, why do we do projects if we're in it for people? South Point's in it for people. We're in it to see people's lives change, people to come to know the hope that you and I have every day. So why in the world do we do projects? Because those projects are a way of reaching people. Amen? Y'all get that connection? I think we all get that. I mean, if we just talk about what a great time we have at church and there's nothing ever going on outside of these walls, it, is, it doesn't add up. But when people, like, when people come to Mother's Day out and they see you know, our, our kids wing over here and how cool and fun and the kids love it and they have a blast, that's a big, uh, a, a big thing for them to see that we have good facilities here. When, when they see we have a playground, uh, there have been people that have told me after they started attending South Point that first we drove around to see what your facilities were like and the playground is part of that. Uh, it's a good advertisement for them. It lets them see that we're investing in our kids area. So with all of that said, let me, let me share some of the numbers of people that came to church, and then I'm going to break it down even farther than that, okay? So here's some of the good things about last year, some of the numbers. So first time, we keep, we keep track of everybody that fills out a, a communication card, that thing on the, the bulletin that you get every week. When somebody comes for the first time and they fill that out at South Point, we keep track of that. And last year, we had 149 people visit South Point for the first time. Pretty good deal, isn't it? Can I get an amen on that? Yeah, y'all got to help me out this morning. I'm really pumped up about this. I'm stumbling over myself. I'm so excited. And out of that, but probably not just out of that, but out of our people too, there were 40 people that committed their lives to Christ last year at South Point. Let me tell you out of a, yeah, that's exciting. Out of a church of 440 people is a lot of people. It's exciting. Now, some of those may have got saved three times, but we're counting them anyways, okay? Y'all know the deal. I'm just kidding. Um, but what's really cool out of that 40, there were 27 people that were baptized in water during our worship services throughout the year too. So you have 150 people that show up, 40 of them commit their lives to Christ. 27 of them are baptized. There's some amazing stuff going on at South Point and due in part to the things that we're doing at South Point. Amen. So let me tie it one more time. Let me break it down one more time. Because so many times as we get into 2018, we're talking about the projects that we want to finish, things that we want to do. I want you to understand that the only reason, the only reason, like, I hate talking about projects. I hate talking about any of that. Because I, what I want to talk about is people. Does that make sense? And the reason that I, when I got saved in college, that I changed my degree from a secular degree to a religious degree is because I like to talk about projects. No, it's not because I want to see people's lives change like my life was changed, right? I, I want people to know the hope that, that you and I have every single day. But this is what makes it worthwhile. So 
I said that one of the things that we wanted to do to reach out to our people and to the community last year was to open our, our Common Grounds Cafe during the week. So we said that at the end of January last year on our Vision Sunday. One of our ladies came to us, Sarah Burt, who was in our first service. Sarah came and said, hey, that's my degree. Man, I would really love to do that. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll head it up. I'll lead it. All of this kind of stuff. She has a, diet, a dietary degree. So... Sarah came, and for the first couple of months, it's still awesome. But for the first couple of months, it was really awesome. She got all that organized. Uh, people would show up. The Mother's Day Out ladies, moms, parents loved it. As they would drop off their kids, they would stop by and get coffees and frappuccinos and all that. And it grew till, and, and then during the summer, they started having Bible studies in there. Some of those moms or dads wanted to stay and hang out and have Bible studies. So you get to see, real quick, you can see the project start affecting people. Does that make sense? It starts touching not just our people, which is great. We want that first and foremost, but we want it to also reach out to the community. We want everything to be twofold if it's possible. So during the summer, Sarah and some of the other ladies on staff got to talking. And Sarah said, listen, I have caught the bug, so to speak. Like I'm around here and I'm watching people's lives change. I'm ministering to these these." parents that are coming through and, and having coffee. And then we're having Bible studies and then they're hanging out all afternoon and, and all that. And then she said, I have a real heart for women's ministry. And I really have some big things. I want to see it during women's ministry. So as she was talking to my wife, Jenny, and, and some of the other ladies, and she said, I really want y'all to pray that God would open the door. And my wife said, you're hired. <laughs> and since last August or, or September, somewhere around in there, um, Sarah has come on staff as our women's director at South Point because of our vision to open Common Grounds Coffee Shop. That's where it started. And then she was running that and then started ministering to people and started holding Bible studies. And then God, through her serving, through her heart to do what God's doing at South Point, God birthed in her a greater, bigger vision than we even had. Isn't that cool? So that's, I want you to understand this. We talk about these things. It's easy to say these big projects we did. And it's also easy to say, oh, we had 150 here and 40 here and 27 here. But I want you to understand that every one of those things has a name, has a person, as an individual that people's lives are changing. So, so we start Mother's Day out. We, we talk about, we have no idea who's going to be the director, but we say last January, we want to start a Mother's Day out. We have enough families here that want to do it. And we want to reach out to our community. So we planned for that. We started interviewing uh, potential directors, narrowed it down to several very qualified uh, people. And what became the differentiating factor was that one of those people attended our church and was just about to graduate uh, with her elementary education degree. So when it came down to all these people are very qualified, but one of them has the heart of South Point. One of them knows our vision and where we're going and why we're going there and why we're doing those things. And that's why we ended up hiring Maddie Brewer, who attends our church now, who is now also a Mother's Day out and our full-time receptionist. And she works those two so that they're a full-time job. And let me just say, Maddie could go somewhere and make more money than she's making the first year of a little Mother's Day out thing. But the reason that she's doing what she's doing it's because she has a heart for what God's doing at South Point. Amen? 
Do you understand? Like the reason we do projects, we call them projects, but the reason we do things, improvements and all that is because those are the things that spark vision and, and, and need and want in other people's lives and connects them to what God's doing at South Point. Let me, let me tell you about one other one real quick. One of our, one of our uh, high school guys who hasn't been really involved in the last year of youth ministry. He's one of those guys that, uh, his name is Jonathan Rossiter. And Jonathan has just, he's kind of bashful and showing up to a youth ministry on a Wednesday night with 50, 60, 70 kids. You don't know who they are. And let me tell you, some of them are really weird. None of them in this room, but some of them that show up on Wednesday nights are really weird. Can be intimidating to a teenage guy or a girl. You know what I'm saying? Well, Every year, we, uh, our student ministry puts on a fall retreat where we go off to some campground around the, United, the, around the state of Oklahoma and has a two or three day spiritual retreat. They do some fun stuff while they're there, but it's a spiritual thing. It's not like summer camp as much where there's just tons and tons of fun, but it's a, it's a spiritual focus. And Jonathan, his parents talked him into going with some of the other students and Something happened at fall retreat this year with Jonathan. He got to witness one night after service when they were all sitting around a big campfire and they were singing some songs stuff. And they just started talking about what God was doing in their life. Just sporadically. Some of the kids were talking about that. And as it went around the group and Jonathan was able to see, wow, these aren't just all pretenders. These aren't just all hypocrites. Like I'm thinking like these kids are really trying to live for God. They're making steps in their faith and growing. Jonathan came home and not only got involved in our youth ministry, but Jonathan is also serving now. Just in the last six months, he has started attending every week. He is serving. And I want to tell you that when we talk about investing into our kids, whether it's time or resources, because it costs our church. It costs our church money to put on fall retreat. The kids pay for their part, but we invest in that. And we don't get it back on Wednesday night like in some giant youth offering of $8. Let me just tell you that. But we know that ahead of time, and it's well worth investing into our kids so that either by, you know, the auditorium being remodeled in the kids area or a basketball court or fall retreat by one of those means that kids' lives would be impacted. And hopefully for the rest of their life, God steers their destiny. Amen. So I want you to understand as we talk about just a couple of things for this year, I want you to understand the only reason we talk about any of it, the only reason we talk any goals and projects and all that is because we believe that as we keep growing and keep reaching people for Christ, that it's going to be not just giant numbers, but it's going to be families impacted. It's going to be individuals impacted. And because of that, people will follow God and have God speaking into their life and leading them for the rest of their life. Amen. That's what we're in it for. We're not in it for the projects. We're in it for the people. So let me, let me share a scripture with you that this is our theme scripture for all of this year, uh, for our vision. And it's, it's been one that has been motivating us for the last month around here. Ephesians three twenty says this now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. And here's the key part of that. According to his power that is at work within us. As we talk about these things that we, we want to reach people, we want to hit, you know, this area of town, or we want to, you know, whatever the outreach is, whatever the project is, whatever that situation is, I want you to understand our prayer is that God would do even more than we're asking him to. Even, even like 150 is great. 40 people are great. But you know what I'm praying for? Come on, y'all help me out a little bit. Immeasurably more 
that God would see our heart and our effort and, and our belief in what he can do and that God would do immeasurably more by, the last part of that verse, by his power in us. The greatest thing is that God wants to use us. It's just like I, I, I say often, like God did not need Moses to get the people in Egypt, the, the Hebrews in Egypt free. God could have done that like that. Y'all realize that, right? Anything, God didn't need David to whoop Goliath. He could have just like that. The reason that he does that is because he wants to share victories, successes with us. The reason that he does it all. And this scripture is exactly what Paul is speaking to the Ephesians. Listen, God wants to do more in you than you can even imagine. But he wants to use you to do it. He's not going to do it all himself. He wants to use you to do it. So as we look at some things, let me, let me throw a few things out with you for, for 2018. Can you dream with me? You can? All right. Like six of us are dreaming. Well, we're going to knock this out of the park. You heard it in the announcements. I didn't know they were going to put it in the announcements this week, but our Mother's Day out, or MDO, has been so successful. This fall, we're going to be adding a preschool to that and a certified teacher that will start our preschool for us, and we're just going to see where it goes from there. We're going to just allow it to grow as much as God wants it to grow. We're not going to try to force anything, but it's been so successful this year that uh, we feel like it would be foolish not to take the next step. We have so many kids graduating from Mother's Day out to preschool that want it, and uh, we're going to we're going to keep doing that. So I'm going to ask you: Will you pray with me that God will provide for our preschool at, at uh, South Point, just like He provided for Mother's Day out? Are you with me on that? All right, not one of those, yeah, I got you in the grocery store. I know you're feeling bad. I'll pray for you things, okay? I'm talking about like pray that God will help us reach our people and our community through a preschool. Amen? So let's, let's, what about some of those numbers that we mentioned? Let me just go over those really quick. Because it would be really easy to just throw out some, some extra numbers. Last year, first time, people here were 149 that we, got, that we got record of, probably more than that, but that filled out the card. How many, how many you think this year would just be ridiculous to pray? Say, God, could you, could you bring 150 people by? Could you bring 175? Like, allow us to speak into their lives. Allow us to have influence over their lives. Allow us at South Point, you guys, allow us to present and live the gospel in front of 200 people. What, how about we just figured up a, a quick 20%. Because nobody figures 20% growth. We just figure we'd do 20% growth. How about that? Y'all with me on that? 180 people would be an incredible swath of people that live around this area for God to send here to allow us to influence. And we're praying and believing for immeasurably more than we even ask for. Amen? How about instead of 40 people giving their life to Christ that we see at least 50 people this year? change their life. You know, sometimes it's very easy, especially from this platform to just talk about people giving their life to Christ. We had 40 last year. That was awesome. But I constantly am reminded that those are individuals that changed their destiny, that chose Christ out of what was going on in their life. When I think about 27 people being baptized and what it could be this year, could we have 30 people, 40 people that take that next big brave step and are baptized in front of their church family. And you know what I think about when I, when we talk about these numbers, it's very easy to say 180 here and, and whatever the numbers is. What I think about is, or my neighbors to my, the right of me to just east of my house, 
Tim and Tiffany. That's who I think about. They don't go to church anywhere. Don't have a relationship with God. Great people. Great people. Of course, I got, got to talk to Tim a little bit yesterday. He's not that great of a neighbor because I was working on my fence. He didn't volunteer to help me at all. He just... But he's a pretty good guy. He's he's invited me over to their pool before, which is very nice. No, they're great people. But when I think about, man, could could these numbers that we're just talking about numbers, you know what I'm saying? Could that include Tim and Tiffany and their little boy and their little girl? Could that those numbers include them? What about my neighbor across the street, Francisco? Great big guy works for the city of Midwest City. His entire family, though, that lives with him, they speak predominantly Spanish. They have broken English. And every time I invite Francisco to to church, I always think, man, that's going to be a big step. It's going to be a big step to bring their family, which would be hard to understand because I'm straight English. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm redneck all the way. It would be hard for them to understand. But that's where we're going to pray. And say, Lord, I don't, I don't know how you're going to do it, but we're going to pray Ephesians 3.20, all right? Because we're going we're gonna to believe that even though we can't see the solution, that you could do immeasurably more than we could even ask for. Amen? That we could even vision cast for, that we could even dream for. I want you to think about real quick, before, before we finish this up, I want you to think about who are the people in your life that could be in this number? Who's your coworker sitting down the hall from you? Who's somebody maybe a couple of rows over at school in another desk or your neighbor behind you, the one that, you know, throws the beer bottles into your yard that you wish bad things on? Maybe what if they gave their life to Christ? What if they're in those numbers? Those are the kind of people that we know need Christ. They need the hope that you and I have every day. You know what I think about too, as I, as I talk to people, I never forget being on the soccer field and, and talking to one of the mom, it was raining and I had my umbrella and there's like three of us under the umbrella. There's a mom and a dad and me, and we're standing under one umbrella. And I never forget when she found out that I was a pastor, my goodness, you thought I was the antichrist. She talked about how horrible church church was when she grew up and how it hurt her and it burned her and it was religion and rules and just, I mean, literally for five minutes, I didn't get a breath in. I mean, or she didn't get a breath in. I didn't get a word in. She just on and on and on. And my heart just broke for her. She had no idea that I wasn't raised in church. She had no idea. I've heard those stories for years. But it's those kind of people that were, that were hurt by a religion that I want to introduce them through South Point to a relationship a loving, caring relationship of the Christ that said, I came to give you life. Amen? Like that lady. Burn. I totally get it. But could she be in these numbers? Could your neighbor be in those numbers? Maybe somebody on the soccer field with your kids or, or your, your boss that you want to wreck next week. Like, could they be in these numbers that we're just so plainly talking about? Could they be one of the individuals that God gets a hold of their heart and we're just praying for more people and God would do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine and change their life. Change your sister's life. Change your best friend's life. When we talk about numbers, those are the things that, that spur me on, that encourage me. One of the other things that we're going to do in 2018, let me throw a little bit out. There's a new organization downtown, a nonprofit called the 405 Center. And it's predominant job. Our, our, our staff actually went a couple of weeks ago and got training. Our, their predominant job is to be a liaison between nonprofits that are directly helping people and churches. So as 
local churches, as we support them so that they can keep going, their job is to connect us, whether on an individual basis, so you individually, maybe you and your family, or maybe you and your small group, your point group, connect with opportunities to minister to people, directly with people throughout the Oklahoma City metro area. It's going to be a great opportunity for us. So we're going to create a webpage where you can just go on and go, hey, we don't have anything going on this weekend. We want to take our family out and do something. And there may be a two-hour project, a three-hour project, a 30-minute project, whatever, that you can just sign up for right there on our website and go take your family, your small group or whatever, and go be a part of what God's doing through South Point. Isn't that cool? I love that stuff. It just gives us more opportunities. And so let me, let me say one more time, believe Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to do, to God who is able to do immeasurably more than you or I could ask or imagine. That right there is, there's a whole series in that sentence. But he's going to do it through his power that is at work within us. Do you believe that? Then let me throw out a couple of the last things, a couple of projects that I'm praying that we finish this year that are used to affect people this year. All right, so the first one is this. I'll put it on the screen and we're even putting the dollars up there just to give you an understanding. So we wanna remodel our SB Kids Auditorium this year. Sooner the better, it would be incredible. We wanna take out the stage and the walls that are in there now, put a stage all the way across in the back and some new speakers, some, some new lights in there because our children's pastor has a vision for the stage full of kids leading worship, leading games, the services back there being run by the kids with just the adults kind of directing it and overseeing it. Got some really cool vision coming from our children's pastor and what we wanna do as the church bodies, we wanna invest in that and say whatever you need to reach our kids is what we wanna give you. So this year we're hoping to remodel our, our SP Kids Auditorium, all right? 12 grand, we could do that, right? Amen. Amen, that's an easy one for us. So the United Basketball Court, we that's gonna run about 24 to 26,000, depending on how nice of goals we get. But we are about two-thirds of the way there. We, we lack about eight to $10,000 to finish out the basketball goal, which is great because just mentioning it in the first service, we have an electrical, commercial electrical contractor that came to me and said, hey, I want to run all the electrical for you. I want to dig the trenches and run the lights on that, which will probably save us a couple of thousand dollars right there. So, and then another group came and asked about some other stuff. They wanted me to send them sketches tomorrow to see what they can help with. So you understand the reason we do projects is because projects connect people to God's vision. Does that make sense? And in return, we're going to reach kids because of this goofy basketball court. You watch. We're going to, next year we're going to be talking about the kids we reach on that basketball court. So that's one of the projects. And then lastly, it's not a super fun project, but if the kids get one and the teenagers get one, you know the adults have to have one. So last year, let me explain this very boring one. Last year, the FCC sold a bandwidth, the 600 megahertz bandwidth, off. They sold that off to the cell phone companies. And starting this year, the cell phone companies will begin to use that 600 megahertz bandwidth. So as you can imagine, our mics and our in-ears, all these wireless ones include mine, the bands, all the wireless packs that they use for their monitors and all that, are all in the 600 megahertz bandwidth. Wasn't that sweet of them to sell that off? So this year, and this, we may have to uh, take money out of savings and buy it immediately if we have to do that, because at any moment, what the FCC has told us, that as soon as 
a cell phone company would buy your bandwidth and start using it, it would immediately cancel out and interfere with everything that we have. So we would get up here to do church on Sunday morning and it'd be dead. Nothing, just static. So that's a big one for us this year. How many are appreciative of the mics that are, yeah, that are banned and everybody has? It, it changed service considerably if we don't have mics. So not giant projects this year, but we believe that through these three projects, remodeling our SP Kids auditorium, finishing our basketball court, small project, and getting all of our mics and stuff so that we don't have any issues with services and what God's wanting to do in our services this year are three small things, but we're believing just like Ephesians 3.20 says that it can make a big impact on kids' lives and teenagers' lives and adult lives. Are you with me on that? So let me wrap it up with this. In your notes, if you want to take notes, there's three things that we want to focus on this year. Three things that we want to focus on to reach people and complete these projects is this. Number one is to pray about it. Pray over it. Pray that God would remove, like when I talk about Francisco, my neighbor, pray that God would remove those barriers or fix those barriers. I don't understand how I'm going to get Francisco and his family here if they speak broken English, but I'm believing and praying that God, you work it out. Maybe we're going to have a Spanish service one day. That would be awesome. I'm all for that. I'm not speaking it, but I'm all for that. Somebody else is going to have to learn it. My brain's too old. But do you understand what I'm saying? Like pray that God would help us to find ways to accomplish what he's showing us. That's what he says in Ephesians 3.20. We're just going to pray that we believe it. Amen. So we're going to pray it. We're going to live it out. We're going to live it out. It's number two. Living it out means a couple of different things. One is that when you pray over, you know what, Lord, we want to see 180 people, new people that have never been to South Point come to South Point. We want to see people give their life to Christ. When we're living it out, I want you to look at your coworkers and your fellow students and your neighbors and your family as those people. Allow God to speak through you to them, to maybe invite them. We do things uh, you heard on Valentine's Day. I think it's the 11th. Uh, that Sunday is the 11th. We're going to have photo ops and giveaways and all kinds of fun stuff. You know what all that is? It's not to entertain us only. It's a tool for us to invite people and introduce them to what is going on at South Point. So living it out is a great thing. And, and budgeting is another way to live it out. If you're planning on giving financially to it, I want to encourage you to say, you know what, Lord? It's between me and you. What do you want me to give to this? How can I invest and be a part of what is going on at South Point? And then the third one is just that, is to give to it. So I may turn your focus to a card that should be somewhere near you in your seat. They're all around you. Now, this card is, is just a reminder between you and God. This isn't to turn in. We're not going to send you letters and say, hey, like you're behind in your prayer or your attendance or your giving. That's not how we roll at South Point. But what we do want to do is give you tools to help you. You can see on the front of this, it says heart for the house. So it's our heart for what's going on at the house of God, what's going on here in our church family. The, the scripture is there for you, Ephesians 3.20, to remind you throughout this year that we're praying, living, and giving to believe that God can do immeasurably more than what we're even praying for. I would love to stand up here next year and say, man, there were over 200 people that visited South Point. There were 75 people that gave their life to Christ, and there were 74 that got baptized. How about that? I would love for God to do more in us, immeasurably more than we're even asking for. And then on the back is just a way, because this is the biggest question that we get. How can I give? What do we do? We don't, we don't do designated funds at South Point, like where we create a fund project or project fund and we only give to that. 
But if you want to give to what's going on at South Point, to remodeling, to the basketball court, to the mics, and those things affecting people, these are just four different ways that you can do that. The first one says, you know what? I'm going to increase my giving by 16 bucks a week. Maybe you're not giving anything and you go, what's a good on-ramp to, to start giving? That would be a good one. The second one says, I'm going to become a percentage giver and begin with. Maybe, maybe you give $50 here or $100 here and you say, you know what? I'm believing God for, I'm going to start giving 2% or 5% or whatever it is between you and God. That's, that's a good step for you. The third one says, I'm going to become a 10% tither. I've told my story before. I remember that like it was yesterday when I was giving at my church and me and Jenny were dating. And she said, you're not tithing? And the conversation that ensued and the conviction that God, I mean, my wife brought up on me. And then the last one is, I'm going to give above my tithe, whatever amount in 2018 to accomplish the dreams that God has given our church. Whatever you choose, I'm just asking that you pray, ask God, and pick a lane and run in it. Say, Lord, help me to be a part of what you're doing at South Point. When I stand up here next year, I want you to be able to say, man, that, that 149 people, I'm a part of that. I serve, I give, I'm a part of what God's doing at South Point. The basketball court, when we finish that, I want you to be able to say, that's me. I invested into that basketball court, into the SP Kids Auditorium. As we see kids come to our church and families come to our church, I want us to be able to look at each other and say, you know what? We're all a part of what God's doing here. So here's what I want to, I want to end our service a little bit different today. Whether you've marked this or not, remember, it's just between you and God. But would you grab your card and would you stand with me today? And we're going to pray and we're going to ask God to do exactly what it says in Ephesians 3.20. Can you do that with me? Come on. I know we don't usually end our services standing and praying, but we're going to go for this today. How about it? You know, sometimes we accomplish these things every year. Like last year, we went from three projects to five, and it's the first year we didn't accomplish them. And I love it. I love it. Like, because usually we, we, we throw out a couple of projects, we accomplish those, we grow by 15% or 10% or whatever, and we brag on that, and we get so used to that. But this year, we're not going to get used to it because we're praying for God to do immeasurably more than we're even asking for. So will you join me right now and let's pray and let's ask God, God's blessing over what he's doing here at South Point. Lord, I thank you so much. We, from the bottom of our heart, Lord, we are humbled that you'd do anything at South Point. We're so thankful for the lives that you have allowed to come together as a church family, the people that you've allowed to come to, to visit, to check out South Point for the first time. Lord, today we pray and we ask that as we set goals that we believe you've been leading us to, as we try to invest in our kids and our students, Lord, that you would bless it, that your spirit would guide it, that you would provide for it, Lord, and through your people, that your power would provide for all the things that we're doing. This year, we pray that we would not just see projects completed, but that we would see lives changed above and beyond, immeasurably more than we could dream or ask for. Lord, we love you. We thank you for loving us. And it's in your name that we pray. And everybody said, amen.